welcome back to the Crazy Counselor Podcast. And I know I say the same thing on every episode. You're probably going to say it with me. I am so excited about my guest today. Like, no, really, I am. Like, this, the, the guest today is like my brother from another mother. I think if I was a guy, I would have his personality. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, right? And so he is what I would call an influencer. He is a, I mean, I just feel like he has such a genius mind and can navigate a plethora of circles and has worked with some of your favorite people's favorite people. (laughs) (laughs) Without further ado, I have Mr. Kaz Doc today. Kaz, like give us a brief introduction and we're going to share some wisdom with the people. Yeah, let's do it. So first, thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to join your amazing podcast. I'm honored uh, to be here. Uh, A little about me. I feel like this question is always awkward because I don't like talking about myself. So it's kind of (laughs) like, what do you say? Um, But I'm I'm Kaz. I am from Newark, New Jersey. I currently live in Atlanta. A lot of people actually think that I was born and raised here, which is kind of funny because I don't feel like I act the mold to be from Georgia. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely from uh, Jersey. I've been living in Atlanta since 2013. I am what many people would call a creative, but if I had to be a little more particular, I am an author, a ghostwriter. Um, I help a lot of people consulting wise as it relates to like branding and marketing and uh, different, um, I, I work on different project management uh, pieces with different uh, companies and brands as well. So that's kind of like what I do in a nutshell. Yes. See, and I, I think that this piece, first of all, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Second of all, I think that what you just said speaks so much to just how you fit in in so many different circles because like if i didn't know that you were from new jersey i would be like how's this <laughs> like he's from atlanta but you're totally yeah just fit in with so many different circles like cause i feel like you could be ratchet like you could be my ratchet <laughs> like you know let the top back in the summertime yeah break and just like cruise through downtown or wherever Absolutely. Can, wherever we want to go but then we can like go to church and you can like have so much wisdom and revelation I think that your relationship with God is just so unique and yeah. it's so evident so I love that you are so multifaceted um, and so when we talk about being an influencer which today that's what we'll we'll talk about yeah when you think about being an influencer what do you think that means? And do you think it's important that as a and a quote unquote influencer, that it's important that you're able to thrive or navigate a bunch of different circles and environments? Yeah, so that's actually a really good question. Um, a couple of years back, I started saying something along the lines of um, influence is a privilege. And I, I believe that um, we should strive to treated as such because I think the thing about influence is that it gives you uh it gives you not so much a platform but I think influence gives you uh a certain level of um impact and like when you speak or when you uh use your platform or you use your gift you have the ability to get people to 
pers- uh, to respond. Like I think influence mm-hmm. is this uh, this it's almost like this superpower that has the ability to persuade people in a particular direction. And a lot of people like the sound of that because it seems so amazing. But for me, it humbles me and keeps me convicted because um, I never want to waste my influence and I, I don't want to squander it because I think it's something that God gives us to uh, ultimately help us push his agenda in the earth. And so for me, I think um, to be an influencer really just means to have the ability to um, be able to get people's attention and then uh, get them to respond a certain way. And so I think for anybody that has influence, I think it's super important for them to understand like what that means and everything that comes um, with it. And if you are honored to have it, to treat it like a privilege because it's it's, it's really that. And I, I think the second part of that too is that in this social media world, we've kind of glamorized this whole topic of being an influencer so much right. so that I think a lot of people, they call themselves, they allow people to call them that without fully understanding. And I believe that whatever you call yourself is what people will start to um, identify you as, whether or not there's any you know credibility behind the title. And so I think a lot of people get caught in this trap of becoming an influencer before their time. I think being an influencer, especially in the in, in the way in which we uh, use the term these days, I think you have to be groomed and that you should want to be groomed because when you are an influencer and people are watching you, I don't care what scale you're on, like, mm-hmm. it comes with a lot of, like, I feel like it puts you under this microscope and, like, once you're out there, you're out there. So I think people have to really be careful about, um, number one, using their influence and then number two calling themselves influencers before um they're really ready for that type of title right right i love that i agree the the pressure i can imagine like i'm not i don't call myself an influencer but like we need the fam Look, you you know, I, I don't have influencer in my blog in my bio on my blogs or nah, I'm good on, on that. <laughs> I'm good on that, but I'm gonna sit that one out. Right, right. Yeah. Like, no, nah, don't put me in, coach. I'm good. Let me let me just stay on the bench. But I think what you said is so key that as influencers, regardless if you have twenty thousand followers or two thousand followers, you're still influencing somebody. Yeah. You're still under somebody's microscope. Yep. I think that that's one of those things where you really do have to be careful about what you're putting out. And um, just like you said, allowing someone to hold you accountable and allowing someone to groom you in that regard. Um, What are some of the other pressures that you have seen? And I know that you have worked with a ton of influencers. And if you're listening, you can certainly check out Kaz's website and his Instagram and all of the above. If you remember when everything happened with Brianna Taylor, there was a meme that went around that said, Brianna, I'm so sorry that your walls got justice before you did. That was Kaz. Let me just say that. That was me, fam. Y'all, y'all took it and y'all ran with it, but I want y'all to know. <laughs> right. right. So oh. that was totally Kaz. Like it happened in his Instagram stories. And before you know it, it's on Shade Room and literally everybody's sharing it. Uh, and from that, because obviously you you influenced, you influenced us to, we reposted it, we took action. So I would call you an influencer. 
So with that being said, what are some of the other pressures that you see with yourself and with working with other people that we call influencers? Yeah, man, I think the the pressures are um they they are they are they are plenty. Like there's a there's a long list of them. Um, and I, I also think that the pressures tend to vary by person, uh, but just some general ones that I believe a lot of people can probably uh, relate to. And I'll speak from a personal uh, level and even just from like um, my proximity with other influencers and even some influencers that I've had the um, opportunity to uh, really just kind of like uh, consult with. Uh, I think the first one that is really popular and prominent is this uh, idea that we are not like that people that are influencers are not human mm-hmm. or not they're not allowed to um, have humanistic moments. So it's almost kind of like as long as you are uh, flowing in that vein of being an influencer and you are kind of like being what the world knows you as and what they you're doing all the things that they love you for and celebrate you for, you're good. But the moment that you have um, a very human moment that goes public for whatever reason, it's almost like all bets are like instantly off. And so I'm always encouraging um, influencers to really just protect their humanity by all all means possible. And then also to lead with your humanity. And I think a lot of times um, we we kind of like put our personality or like, and when I say personality, I'm not necessarily talking like character traits, but like all the things that made us influencers to begin with, we, we tend to just like maximize on that and only display that versus, you know, when you have bad days or when you have those moments that are, you know, less than perfect, put those out there too, because it, it trains people to know that you're literally just like them the only difference between you and them is obviously that the world is watching you and you have influence. So I would, I would say humanity is probably uh, one of the most prominent uh, pressures that I see, like the pressure to um, honestly, to not be human. It's almost like you have to, in order to be an influencer, you have to also choose to not to, to just like put your humanity on the back burner. And that's, that's a prison. So that's the first one. Uh, I think the second one I would have to say, uh, people tend to feel entitled to the lives of people that they call influencers. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's like this sense of entitlement that the world has, and it creates this pressure for a lot of influencers, whether they'll admit it publicly or not. And I, quite frankly, I recommend that they don't. (laughs) You struggle with kind of feeling like you have to give more than you're willing or ready to in a moment. Uh, You feel like you have to give that, so that you can maintain this status or maintain this image that has been put before uh, the public. And I think it's extremely um, pressuring and it's, it's extremely healthy to always feel like, you know, this is where I am and this is what, you know, I'm comfortable with doing, mm-hmm. but I'm so concerned about the public, so concerned about them not seeing me a certain way that I'm going to consider giving more than I have the capacity to give. So that's the second right. pressure that I've like that sense of entitlement and how it, it causes some uh, influencers to cave in and start doing things that are really outside of their, uh, their comfort zone. Uh, a third one would be, mm, I think uh, the pressure to be more transparent than you probably need to. Uh, I think like, the context of keeping it 100 can go 
so many ways. And I, I feel like I think you should always tell the truth. Um, I think you should, you know, every like I don't I don't think you should fake it at all. But I also think that you your 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 being transparent should be calculated in a sense. Like I don't think every space in every setting yeah. is really ready for the fullness of who people are. And just because you're withholding that doesn't necessarily mean uh, you're being fake. It could very well mean that you're being wise because the truth of the matter is everyone couldn't really handle the ugliest and uh, the most honest parts of like who we are. And I think sometimes mm-hmm. trying to live up to this transparency code, we start giving people too much too soon or too much before um, we've even processed certain things. And so it really puts us in this space where it's like, dang, I just shared all of that. And now I feel wide open and vulnerable and I don't even know how to personally navigate that. So I think um, we leave our, our transparency unguarded sometimes because we give into that pressure of keeping it 100. So I think those are my top three. Yeah, those are good. Sitting here thinking about a situation that have transpired in the past and shoot over the past week and a half with certain influencers. And Ooh, yeah, like it's it's like the focusly. Like one day you're on top, you're like the guru, and the next day you're on the earth. When you're human, or when your humanity comes forth. Before you're ready, you know what I'm saying. Yep. And then, like you said, leaving yourself unguarded. Like we've all scrolled the shade room comments. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I listen. It's, it's it's that's a form of therapy for me. <laughs> right. right, right. You're like, okay, this person shared this. Now shade room has like fourteen thousand comments, and everybody sharing their their opinions about what this person has chosen to make. I can imagine that balance and knowing that balance is just a constant struggle because you it don't, is. you won't know when you share too much until you share too much and people start reacting to it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. yeah. How do you think that we handle it when influence make mistakes? Like, do you think overall, like the public handle well, or do you think we're too quick to throw people? Well, you know, cancel culture is 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 the thing right now. And so it's almost like, you know, we have this uh, this tendency that when people do something that we believe is outlandish or unforgivable. And and I want to say that, you know, sometimes the things, the actions that people are, quote unquote, canceling people for, they are, you know, pretty they're ugly. And some of them are like extremely uh, gross and disgusting and there are plenty of um examples of that as recently as you know <clears throat> stuff that was just current news and even things that date back months and years ago so there you know there are endless examples of that but for me personally i don't really engage in cancel culture because i think i think that's taking the liberty that we just don't have um <laughs> like it's not our place to cancel people because we don't create them in the first place uh, and I do believe that on a personal level, you can choose that, you know, for me and my sanity and for my, uh, you know, my moral uh, compass and things of that nature, I choose not to engage this person. I choose not to follow them. I choose whatever, but to kind of like rally people to join you in canceling people, I think it's a little strange. Um, and I think it's a little, uh, 
yeah, it's just a little, it's, that's strange. But I think, you know, people really have to learn uh, the delicate dance between holding people accountable and giving them grace because the reality of the matter is you have to do both. Uh, and that's just not from a spiritual standpoint uh, per se, but that's also just from the fact that we are, we're humans. And I think, you know, when we see people do wrong, especially people that we hold to high standards, we should hold them accountable, but our accountability can't look like canceling. It can't sound like canceling. It can't sound like condemning. It can't sound like, you know, all these things that I believe a lot of people believe that holding people accountable is. I had this thought earlier this morning when I was just kind of like scrolling my timeline and looking at a lot of the commentary that's still float, floating around about Little Nas. And I think, you know, there are people that are on both sides of the spectrum, and I'm not going to go that deep, but I'll, the thought came important that we understand that love can be honest without being ugly. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, that's like, you can hold people accountable without being ugly. You can hold people accountable without condemning them. You can hold people uh. accountable without feeling like you have the liberty to cancel them or to change the narrative or the trajectory of Ooh. their life. Because to me, when you feel like you can do all of that, we have to call into question why you feel so entitled. Why do you feel like you are, number one, that powerful? And why are you that invested in anybody's life that you feel like, you know what, you're canceled because you had a human moment and albeit possibly a really ugly one in the public eye. And then I think, too, we have to hold at the forefront of our minds the skeletons in our own closets that just never go public. And I think that will humble a lot of people. But there are people that are that narcissistic and that arrogant that they could be very aware of their own skeletons and still not feel any sense of uh, conviction to be gracious to someone else. So I think, you know, I, I, I think we have to just really figure out what accountability and grace looks like. And I think you can do both at the same time. I, like what I said, what, listen, I had to take note of love can be honest. Now, see y'all, that's what I be talking about. Like, how is Vicky dropping these gems so casually? Like, I broke the timeline and I realized and just dropped like a whole gem that like would shift your whole mindset. That right there. When I talk about genius mind, uh, that is what I'm talking about. Right. <laughs> it's so real though. Like one of my uh like one one thing that I am always like trying to be really because I know like I can be very um I can be very brutal mm-hmm. with words and a lot of times it's not even with the intent to be malicious, it's just because I'm I can be very passionate. Mm-hmm. And so because naturally I'm gifted with words, like I always have like this um this intent where I want what I'm saying to land and if I'm trying to get you to see how I really feel and and how passionate I might be about something, I can formulate something in a way where it's honest, but it's extremely ugly. And so I have to check my heart with that a lot of times because, and you know, I don't mean to go spiritual, but the Bible talks about how our words should always be seasoned with, um, seasoned with grace. And I've had to learn how to, um, how, how to really practice that because sometimes we get so hell-bent on telling the truth that we don't realize that the truth never lands because the delivery is yeah. so whack. 
Like it's so it's so ugly. It's so it's so um it's so brutal. And then I think too, there is a part of truth that it does cut. It does hurt. But I've always known the truth to if it cuts, it yeah. also heals. Like we 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 slice people up, but we don't even come back with the bandage for it. So it's like you intended to just cut them and leave them bleeding, but you didn't also have a plan in place to to help them to, to, to help them recover because the, the reality of the matter is if your only intent is to just be ugly or is to just get the truth out, but you're not trying to get a person on the other mm-hmm. side or you're not trying to get a person to a point of, you know, or really honestly just being able to see the truth for what it is, you're you're wasting everybody's right. time here, including right. yours. For sure. <laughs> like, sure. For yeah, sure. Because I mean they don't receive it. So you have definitely wasted your time. They don't. <laughs> for sure, for sure. That I think that's the biggest part too, that like when when you're telling someone the truth but your delivery is so ugly, they're not gonna receive it. Right. They're literally not going to receive right. it. <laughs> like, and so you're, you're then that's what I mean by like you're wasting your time because it's like, OK, you said everything and they could identify even in your ugly delivery that what you said is the truth. Right. But because it's so brutal, they can still choose. I'm not. Nah, miss me with it. I don't I don't. Right. Care. So I think we, we really waste our time. Right. Right. That reminded me of a situation that I had. Um where that happened to me where someone gave, I asked, I told someone about something and they gave me feedback. And even if the feedback was honest and something that I should take into account, it was delivered in such an ugly way that it it broke my spirit. You know what I'm saying? To recover from that. So it, and it was one of those things where I literally had to call someone else to help me recover from that. Because it was, you know, I started just struggling with about my identity and just having a real moment. You know what I'm saying? And it just reiterated yeah. that point that even if I, I give you some some corrective criticism or just feedback and you're in a vulnerable place, I, there's a way to do that in a way that's not going like, to kick you while you're down. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So I, I can definitely identify with that and how our words, do, you know, our words do have the power to, uh, they can heal, they can cut, they can heal, or they can yeah, kill. Man. Like we've seen people who, who can be dream killers because you share with them something and they may think, oh, this isn't really a good idea right now. And the way that they say it can, you know, can cause you to just put that dream aside or put it down altogether and just think, oh, this is stupid. Where in reality, you know, there could be a different way you could go about it or it could just be not the right time. But the way that they say it to you could cause you to give yep. up on it altogether when that wasn't even God's plan for you to give up on it. You know, it might have just been God's plan for you to go a different way or to kind of delay it right now, you know? Exactly. For sure. So we, yeah, we definitely have to check our hearts and check our words. So, so how do you care of yourself in the midst of you, you know, again, I, I call you an influencer. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you influencing and you working with influencers. How can we take care of ourselves mental health-wise, not lose sight of who we are or 
um, not lose sight of uh, your identity in the midst of everything that's going on? Yeah, I think uh, one, I would say checking in with yourself often. Uh, I've learned to start doing those uh, pulse checks and those check-ins to just really figure out where I am um, and what my current capacity is, because I think regardless of what our gifts are, uh, regardless of what our jobs are, regardless of how we have to show up in the world, I think it's important to understand that our capacity can change by today like our capacity can change as our circumstances changes uh it can change with so many different uh factors and so you're not going to have the same capacity every single day regardless of how much um you you want to and i think you have to understand that that's okay and as your capacity is changing to really just give yourself grace and during those uh days especially when it's kind of like lower than you prefer and even when it feels like you know you want to give more, but you just, you literally just can't for whatever reason. I think you just have to learn how to be okay with that. And so checking in has really just like helped me um, a mm-hmm. lot because I find that when I, uh, I check in, I'm able to uh, figure out what I need to do in order to continue to show up. Um, so even if I have a lower capacity than I might normally, normally have, I'm still able to, uh, I'm able to, be excellent at that capacity level. And I don't try to give more um, than than what I have to give, which is a huge task for me because I'm an overachiever, uh, overachiever by uh, by nature. And I tend to, you know, like try to always over deliver because it's just in, <laughs> in my nature to do so. But I think learning the exhaustion and learning how I tend to fatigue myself, it has really taught me to just kind of like, to chill out, like identify where I am. And if I ain't got it, I ain't got it. And I'm just, I'm good. And then secondly, community, like I think community is, we talk a lot about Mm -hmm. it. It's a huge buzzword, but I don't think it's something that people really lean into as much as they should, because it just, the right community really changes the game. And I think you have to learn how to, um, you need a, a collection of people, not just like, one or two good go-tos but i think you should have a variety of people like there should be people that you can call when you need to vent there should be people you can call when you need advice there should be people that you can uh just like hit up when you just want to hang out and go for coffee or go for lunch just to decompress and detach from work i think you need people you need so many different types of um of people and luckily for some of us we get lucky where we find these multifaceted people that can kind of like be a lot of what we need on different days. Um, but I think community is so healing. I think you find a lot of refuge there. I think you find a lot of reason in there. I think you find a lot of just like restoration. Um, like I, I lean into community, not just when, like, I think it's something too that like a lot of people, they revert to community when they have a bad day. But I think if you just build it into like your, your, uh, you should build it into like your, your, your routine, like I'm going to allot time in my schedule to to hang with my people, to spend time with with my people, because you understand what it does for your psyche. You understand what it does for your creativity. You understand what it does just for your well-being. So those are my two. Yes, because you are I can honestly say you are uh, multifaceted. And I feel like anytime that we connect, 
there are just so many different levels that I feel connected to you. Um, yeah. And even if it's just music, like me and Kaz have this crazy love for music. Like, <laughs> man, it's it's so deep. <laughs> it really is. Music is life. So, well, I thank you so much, Kaz, for checking in, dropping in, stopping through, pulling up <laughs> to the crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and share your wisdom. Tell the people how they can follow you and stay connected. Absolutely. Thank you so much again for like this super dope uh opportunity. Um if they've been following your podcast, they already know how dope you are. So I don't have to uh <laughs> I don't have to say it, but this was really, really fun and uh I'm grateful for the opportunity. So thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, so I'm on social media at Cosdoc. That's everywhere on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. That's K H A S D O C K. And that's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yes, yes. Check out Kasa. A bunch of different things. So check out. Kaz, you know, I love you. You're my brother from another. Absolutely. It's an honor and a privilege to be connected to you. Thank you all for tuning in yet again to the crazy. Podcast. And stay tuned, stay connected because there is definitely more to come.